0: This is the Bigger Pockets podcast show, two thirty-three.
1: So people ask, you know, what should I do? And I always ask, well, what do you want? And mm-hmm. sometimes they'll respond with something that's not really what they want. You know what I mean? They they might say, I want passive income. I want financial freedom. But really, at the root of that, what is it that you actually want?
0: You're listening to Bigger
2: Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors, large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. Brandon Turner. What's up, man? Hey, not a whole lot. What's up with you? Dude, I'm really happy to see you back in your lumberjack wear, man. It's... <laughs> You got the red you Paul know? Bunyan thing happening.
2: <laughs> the Paul Bunyan thing. I got my babe, the blue ox here. Yeah, you know, man. It's good. Looking sharp. yeah. Well, sharp. Well, thank you. Is that is that like I don't normally look sharp? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, I, I know what I, you're saying. I, I make no comment look, on my, such things. My
2: mom thinks I look handsome. My wife likes me. So that's all I need but in life.
0: That is all that you need. I, I'm meaningless <laughs> in the whole scheme of things. <laughs>
2: that's pretty true.
0: What about you? What have you, what have you been up to? Wow. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. We we actually did a really fun uh, thing last night. Brought the entire Bigger Pockets team, their family, families, kids, and uh, some friends out to the ball game. We went to watch the Colorado Rapids play the LA Galaxy, and the Rapids unfortunately got schooled, but it was fun. It Good was. Time. I had a lot of fun. Oh wait, that's right. That's
2: right. I didn't, I didn't get invited.
0: I, we didn't, invited, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get that yeah. memo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you know here, here's what happens. So when you invite people yeah. once, twice, thrice, four times, <laughs> and each time, eh, I'm not coming. Eh, I'm not two, coming.
2: 2,000 miles for a ball game is a little far away. Is it baseball? Some, it some, was? I, soccer.
0: Oh, okay. At some point, <laughs> football, some call it. At some point, we stop inviting those people to join us, and, and so you know, th- you know. There you
2: go. When I'm in Denver next, I will come hang out at a soccer football game with you. We'll have fun. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> All right. So speaking of amazing, yeah. today's show is amazing. We got a good show. We, we gotta, definitely got a good yeah. show today for sure. This show is you know we we've got somebody else who who dove into the business, bigger pockets played an integral role and and in 18 months, in her first 18 months, she knocked out 15 deals, which is yeah. crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Really, really motivating for those of you looking uh, for some motivation. And the, the part about the show I liked the best was the discussion about having a strong why. Yep. You know, we really dove in on why should I do this? What am I trying to accomplish? What am I looking to do? And, you know, helping you figure out what your own why is too. Because a lot of people get into real estate or anything else and they'll just start doing yep. without thinking, right? Yep. And they forget, like, wh- what am I actually in this for? Because... You know, we do that in our jobs. We do that in all sorts of parts of our life. And I think it's really important for everybody to stop and, and really think about that because it does drive decisions that we all make. Anyway, great I show. Think- great show. Before we dive in, this is show 233, the Bigger Pockets podcast. You can check out the show notes at biggerpockets.com slash show 233. And, uh, before moving on, why don't we get to today's quiz? Tip. Tip. We have redesigned the Bigger Pockets bookstore. Yeah, we've got a yeah. bookstore on bigger pockets. We sell lots of titles like the book on rental property investing. Best book ever written. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well then. <laughs> Set for Life by Scott Trent. Second best we've book ever got written. The book on flipping houses from Jay Scott. We've got all these great, great, great titles. Amanda Hahn's book on taxes, lots and lots of really, really good books. Let's not
2: forget Heather Turner, the most beautiful Heather. woman
0: in the wow. world. Yeah. Her book. Yeah, oh. you're making this a really long, <laughs> quick tip because of your lovely wife, but that's fine. Yeah, you know. Anyway, we've redesigned the bookstore. If you're looking to get your hands on some awesome, awesome real estate and personal finance related books, check out biggerpockets.com slash store. That's biggerpockets.com slash store. And yeah, make it happen.
3: All right. I will make it happen. Did you know that short and medium term rentals often offer double the cash flow compared to long term rentals? Well, it's true, and rental retirement just made investing in them easier than before. Now you can buy fully turnkey short and medium term rentals that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed. Maximize your cash flow, appreciation and equity while the rental retirement team takes care of all of it for you. Plus, their creative financing options like interest rate buy downs can get you a rate in the low fives and their investor loans let you buy multiple properties with as little as 5% down, not 20%, 5% down. But why buy with rental Retirement? retirement? Their investors just like you and me and rock one of the highest reputations across big bigger pockets with more 5-star reviews than any other company on our site. And I think that's a pretty big deal. To learn more, visit rentorretirement.com. That's rent t o retirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI 33777 to learn more about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. Every lender loves to talk about how easy it is to get a mortgage. Then when it's time to fund your next deal, they ask for your full financials, your blood type, your mother's famous spaghetti recipe, and a map to the fountain of youth. Sound familiar? You you got all that handy, right? Why not switch to a lender who actually makes qualifying for a loan easy? A lender like Host Financial. Host Financial takes the tedious tax returns, endless W-2s, and time-consuming financial requests out of the picture. Their light dock and common sense underwriting guidelines mean frictionless transactions every time. You'll even be able to use the actual or projected income of the short-term or long-term rental you're looking to purchase or pull equity out of. That's what lending built for investors looks like. So take the next step and grow your portfolio faster. Visit hostfinancial.com to request a quote in as fast as 60 seconds, which is faster than this ad. If not, it's pretty close. That's host, H-O-S-T, Financial.com. Again, that's host, H-O-S-T, Financial.com. Take a second and imagine this. Immediate cash flow, above average rent, built-in equity, and a foolproof exit plan. No, it's not 2012 again. This is just what it's like to invest with Integra Development Group. They've simplified the real estate investing process so everyone can invest. With their new construction single-family rent-to-own homes, you'll get aggressively priced brand-new properties that have tenants in place now in one of the fastest-growing states in America, Florida. Here's how IDG's rent-to-own strategy works. You get exclusive access to inventory with aggressive pricing thanks to IDG's builder-partner relationships. Then, invest and collect immediate cash flow with tenants already in place at or very close to closing. With the demand for new builds, your tenants pay above-market rent, so you rake in more cash flow. And you'll get built-in equity and appreciation with an already agreed-to purchase price at year three, helping the tenants become homeowners while you build wealth. That's investing simplified. So secure your next investment property today with Integra Development Group at IntegraDG.com. That's IntegraDG.com to start investing today. Let's get to the show. As usual, we would invite you guys, if you've not
2: yet left a rating or review in iTunes, please do so. That helps us out more than you know. And Josh will personally drive to your house and give you a hug if you do that. So, uh, you know?
0: Brandon, that's false it. advertising. <laughs> I, I don't like people. I don't that's like, true.
2: That's true. You don't, don't hug. Like- yeah. You Although, yeah, you like, you do like the hug and then the reach around little squeeze, you know, and that's a little weird. That,
0: yeah, reach around <laughs> is a whole other conversation, man. It's kind of inappropriate for a family show, but keep it a PG. Yes. Yes. You know, it was cool last night at the game. So we had a sign in our, I want to know we had- how
2: this, how that transitions to this at the game. <laughs>
0: we, I'm, I'm really good at this. We had a whole, we had a picnic area. So we had okay. this whole area and it had our name bigger pockets on it reserved and you know we're all hanging out and some guy walks up and he's like hey hey and i'm like what he's like you're you're you're, you're no you're josh you're josh <laughs> yes oh man that's this funny. is amazing yeah he was a big fan of the bigger pockets podcast you know, we brought him into our picnic area. Introduced him to Scott. Introduced him to Mindy. He was chatting it up with everybody. But yeah, huge fan. Getting into real estate, and I don't know. It's so fun. It's always cool to be like out in the world and and having listeners kind of stop by, say hello, and tell us their story. I, so yeah, if you are a listener and you run across a Brandon Turner out in the woods, do me a favor. <laughs> take a can of shaving cream. <laughs> sprayed in his face! No, right. Don't do
2: that. That's assault. That is assault.
0: You can't that assault. Is... You can't assault people. It's just not right. No. Yeah. No. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. We got a good show. Let's get this thing going. Today's guest is Ariane Lemire. I'm, I'm I'm gonna butcher her name. I know she's gonna correct me later. But Ariane, as I talked about, 15 deals, 18 months, great guest. Let's bring her in. All right, Ariane, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This should be a lot of fun
2: today. Uh, so you saw, we posted in the BiggerPockets forums that we were looking for some BP success stories to bring on in the podcast and tell their story. And uh, you uh, responded to that. So apparently you are, uh, you've done some cool stuff in the last few years. So that's what we're going to dig in on today. Why don't we start though, before that success? I mean, what, what is your background? Where'd you like, how'd you get, walk us through the first years of your life before real estate and then how'd you get into real estate?
1: Okay, so I was actually born in the Philippines. I lived in New Zealand for about six years, and then I moved here about three years ago. So I really didn't know I would be here and doing this way back when. Um, so when I moved here, I just graduated from grad school. I started my first job, and I really was kind of trapped after. Like in that first year, I didn't really think I could do that for the rest of my life. And I just started looking for ways to get out, really.
2: yeah, Got it. It's- and and what, were you, exactly, what were you doing, by the way, job-wise, just out of curiosity?
1: I was a speech-language pathologist. Okay.
2: Oh, wow. And so how did yep. that turn into real estate?
1: So pretty much after the first few months, I didn't really want to do that. Um, and my husband and I just started looking for ways to retire early, essentially. So our first plan was to just save up our way to retirement. And that was going to take us like a couple decades. Yeah. So that was a no-go And then somehow I think I just started Googling and somehow found the Bigger Pockets website. And you guys were talking about how you can make all these cool returns on real estate and things like that. And then I watched one of your webinars, Brandon, I think I watched a few and really that's where it all started. Um, I just realized we can make so much more in term return wise versus the stock market and CDs and things like that. And so that's where it all began.
2: That's awesome. Uh, By By the way, that's, I did not know you were a, a webinar attendee. That's pretty awesome. That makes me feel pretty darn good. Uh, which, of course, people <laughs> can sign don't up for push webinars. Ego no, I, it needs to be, yeah. I'm using this to boost BiggerPockets a little bit. Come to a webinar, people. Listen to how awesome it is. BiggerPockets.com/webinar. Uh, we do yeah. we do numerous webinars a week now, which is kind of fun. So, anyway, all right. So, walk us through your very first deal. I mean, getting into that first deal. Uh, tell us how how did that happen? What was it?
1: Um, so, our, our very first deal was a foreclosure auction. Um, not on the county steps, but I think it was one of the websites. I think it was okay. homesearch.com. Now they're called XOME. So we been on a property. Oh, before this, I actually had gotten my real estate license. We tried a few agents in the beginning and it just didn't work out. So I got my license and started looking for things on the MLS. And then we came across that auction. So we went inside, we bid on it. I think we won it for 50000 and... The very next like week we had it appraised, it was worth like 85. So we were able, we used that, we actually bought it with cash and used the delayed financing exemption to pull all our our cash out. So that's how we were able to, I guess, start so quickly. Can you explain that? What is that?
2: Yeah. I I don't know what the delayed financing exemption is. I've never heard that.
1: Oh. Teach me. So basically there's a Fannie Mae exemption where if you buy a property for cash, you can finance right away as long as it meets certain criteria. So I think it's like seventy or seventy-five percent of the loan-to-value. So like for that, the first property we bought, for example, it raised for eighty-five. So whatever seventy or seventy-five percent of that, we could pull it right out. So I think that happened in the first four weeks. Really? And I actually learned about that from Bigger Pockets. Ah. I, I was reading. Um, I think one of the success stories posted by Bill Allen, who was. He's one of my mentors and was a guest in your show, I think, a year ago. But he posted that, and I didn't know it existed until that post. And the lender who I used was actually from Bigger Pockets, too. So um, there awesome. we go.
0: I will tell you, I've been around Bigger Pockets for a couple of years now. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. I had no oh. idea this existed. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Delayed financing exemption. It's a Fannie Mae exemption. Obviously, there's some conversations on bigger pockets about it. So if you guys wanna learn more, jump on the site, ask questions, I'm sure. Uh, folks like Ariane can jump in and answer how the process went and 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 things like that. And let me explain
2: real quick why this is why this is awesome. And I did not know about it. Why is it so cool? This is amazing. This
0: is really cool because normally
2: when you buy a property, you have to wait usually at least six months to a year in order to refinance it. So let's say I go. This is especially important for Burr investing, where you buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Is I go and buy a property? Like in fact, I actually. An hour ago, I was signing for a property. I cannot refinance this property for six months. And sometimes banks make me wait a whole year before being able to refinance. But uh, apparently there's an exemption that I did not even know of. So I need to definitely look into this.
1: This Yeah, for this, you can actually do it in four to six weeks. I think our lender actually pulled it off in four. So we bought it December 2015 and we were able to pull all our cash out within four weeks. Now is the
0: the exemption solely based on paying cash for the property?
1: Yes, and I've seen other people who had private loans do it too. And you can you can do it with a HELOC too. So wow. it's a great way to this is, to buy fast. yeah,
2: this needs to be a chapter Someday when I write the book on Burr investing, which who knows when it'll be, but when I, when that comes out, that's got to be a chapter in there. This is very cool. All right. So very, very cool kind of strategy. And again, if people are into Burr investing, you can learn more about it by going to biggerpockets.com slash Burr. It's four R's, B-R-R-R-R-R. It's uh, my favorite strategy. But besides that, so you got this first deal at an auction. Now, uh, not like, a, like you said, not courthouse steps, but just normal auctions. So I'm wondering, like, what was that like, that experience? Do you recommend that for other people? Should they be looking at online auction sites as well as a as in first-time investor, or uh, did, you get, did you just get lucky?
1: Yeah, I really like online auction sites, and I think since then, I've bought maybe four from that particular auction site. Um, but it's great because you can actually go into the properties, assuming you're vacant. And it's like a normal deal, except you just pretty much bid. So there's not multiple offers, and you know if you win because you're going to be the highest bidder.
0: Yeah. That's and cool. and presumably, like at a, at a traditional auction, you have to pay cash, or
1: no, you can actually finance it. I think when we won, we actually said we were going to finance it, and then changed it, and we just paid cash because we found out about that delayed financing option thing. Okay. Got
0: it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And. <laughs> Um, oh, you know ahead, me, I was gonna say, you know, be super
2: helpful is maybe I'll do this today or when this, when this episode comes out, uh, over on the forums, why don't we start a, like a forum thread and have people just share like what auction sites they know of. That'd be kind of a cool forum thread is where we can all do like, like the one you just named and I know there's like auction.com and you know, William and. Mitchell, I think it's called.
0: Yeah, Williams, anyway, and Williams
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there's all these like uh, different uh, auction sites. It'd be cool to kind of list them in a big thread. So we'll, we'll do that. Make sure you guys check out the show notes and uh, either I or Mindy or Josh or one of us will start a thread talking, you know, asking for people's input. So anyway, check that out because I'd love to get a master list of all these sites. So
0: very cool. Awesome. Awesome. So y- you had talked about getting your license. Why did you decide to go ahead and get your license before? You, and you said this was before actually getting started as an investor. So why did you make that decision? And was it the right decision? What did it help with you? Help you with what, you know, what downsides were there?
1: Yeah, it was for me. I guess the downside is instead of having another member of your team, it's you. So it was my time invested in finding the properties and looking at the properties and things like that. But when I started, I also had a full-time job. And I found that with the agents I was working with, it was hard to coordinate showings when I could go and my husband could go and they could go. That's right. They try to work during normal business hours and I can only go during non-normal business hours. So it helped a lot for me. It also helped me learn valuations a lot quicker. So having access to the MLS, I know on Zillow and Redfin, you can see what it's sold for. And sometimes you can see pictures, but it helped me a lot to be able to see all of the comps and all of the pictures. So I know that, okay, this house sold for $100,000, but what did it look like? And if I see that it's not renovated, then it helped me realize that, well, if it was renovated, it's probably going to sell for this. And then I see this renovated comp and it's sold for one fifty, And I, yeah. I realized, okay, ARB is no. actually higher.
0: Now, do you then recommend new investors get their license? Do you think that's valuable for them to do? Or is it kind of on a case by case?
1: I think it depends. And I know that's a question and answer nobody likes to hear, but it depends on what you actually want to do. So for me, I realized that we were definitely going to buy a lot of properties or sell a lot of properties. And it just made sense at that time. But if you're more wanting to be like a passive investor and you maybe want to buy one property a year. I suggest not. because it probably going to be a wash at that point? But if you're at least going to buy two or if you're thinking of flipping, then definitely get your license.
2: Right Very cool. That's great. Very, oh, so what, so what happened with that, sh- with that house? I mean, did you end up keeping it as a rental or did you flip it or what?
1: Yeah. So, well, I call it a rental, but we're actually living in that house. So this oh, okay. is the house you see right now. Oh, okay, um, nice. So, we used the delayed financing exemption, but it, it's actually our primary residence. Okay. So we could have just used a 3% down loan as well.
2: Okay, cool. So you live in the property now. So then what came after that? You've got your, your primary house that you had a really good deal on. You now have equity in it and uh, you're ready to start investing in something else. Tell us about that.
1: Yes. So within the, the next few weeks, we actually got um, a short sale under contract. And as you know, short sales aren't usually short, but yeah. this one actually was. So we got it under contract December of 2015, and actually closed on it I think the beginning of February of the next year, 2016.
0: Wow. That um, and that's we, pretty fast,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, and we used the same cash that we pulled out of the first property to buy that for cash, and then use the delayed financing again. So I think we bought that for 72, and it appraised for 133. And the next week. So we pulled out all of the 72 out. It came with a tenant. So it was cash flowing. It was great. And then we still had the cash.
0: There Ariane, what what market are you in? Where I, I don't think we asked that. Where, where do you live?
1: Yeah. I'm actually in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. People will know Destin, Florida, which is just 15 minutes away from us.
0: Okay. Got it. And are you investing in that market? Yes. Okay. So I Got invest
1: it. from Navarre to Destin.
0: And that's, is that Northern California? Was that the like Panhandle? I mean, Northwest Florida.
1: Florida. Did, yes. did
0: I say California? You yeah. did. <laughs> no, well, you do know, When you're old, things happen, things come out. Yes,
3: yeah, so
1: we are in Northwest Florida. We panhandle.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, so many jokes I want to make there, but we're going to keep, we're going to move on.
3: So this
0: is, this is a family show.
2: Family show. So uh, enough about Josh getting old and things coming out. So uh, you... I guess you pray it appraised for one thirty three right afterwards and you pay 72. How did you find that deal? Did you say that you, it was a short sale, but how did you find it? Just MLS?
1: Just the MLS. I think it was listed for a hundred. They actually put in an offer for 60 that they accepted, but the bank wouldn't take it. So we ended up at 72.
2: Wow. And that, I mean, still a hundred down to 72 is still pretty amazing. Like, I don't know. So many people are afraid of making offers, but like, I don't know. You don't, you're not going to get yeah, a yes if you don't make some offers.
1: Yeah. It's just a numbers game. Yep. You know, submit as many offers as you can and
2: you'll yeah. get some of them accepted. There you go. I, I say that all the time. Like it's, it's a gigantic funnel. Just make some
0: offers. Well, you fact- try until you su- succeed. You don't want to pay more than you think it's worth. I mean, yep. if paying a hundred was paying more than you thought it was worth, then don't offer a hundred, you yep. know, and if, if the price climbs up to a hundred and you still don't think it's worth a hundred walk, Yep. don't chase things. Right. Yep. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple.
2: Yeah. And that, you know, that's one thing I love about real estate is that like real estate is not a yes or no game. It's not like, will you buy that house? Yes or no. It's more of like, what's that house worth? I mean, every single property in the world has a number that makes it worthwhile. Now that number might be negative. I'm sure you guys have seen properties that are like you wouldn't, somebody couldn't pay you to buy that house, but they still have a number, right? Like every house has a number. So your job as an investor is just to go find that number, figure out what makes sense to you and make them an offer. And if they take it, great. If not, move on to the next one keeps all the emotion kind of at bay at least for the most part. So. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. Good so, advice. what ha- so you're you're buying in the Florida Panhandle, you bought that property. Uh what in, what did you end up doing with that short sale? Yep.
1: So, that was actually that's that was a rental. We actually sold it this year. Okay. But it was renting. It had a tenant that came with it who oh, was that's paying right, 9, that's right. 975, so we kept them and they were happy with the place, so it cash flowed great because we pulled all of our money out. I yeah. think I posted on Bigger Pockets when that happened, and it was like an outrageous cash and cash return because <laughs> we didn't have any pay in it.
2: Yeah, what, that's amazing.
0: Why did you end up selling that? Because you only bought it last year. So what? Why? Why sell it?
1: Yeah. Well, so after those two first rental properties, um, our shift kind of changed to flipping and wholesaling. So the third property, which we bought, just I think a month after those two. Was a rental that needed more work than the first two. So the first two were pretty much rent ready. One was moving ready, and then the second one came with a tenant and was happy with how it was. And the third property needed about twenty thousand dollars worth of work. It needed some new siding, flooring, and paint. So we only had that amount of cash, whatever we pulled out, and we realized. So if if we buy this with cash and then put some more money in, like we'll be tied, we'll tie up more than we want to into property because we can't pull out more than what we pay for it. So we ended up flipping that and we made, I think, $40,000 on that first flip. Wow! And since then, we've mainly been flipping properties.
2: So why why the shift? Why the shift from you? started with rentals, it shifted over. There. Is it just because of the, you know, you could make more income?
1: Um, it was mainly because of, I guess, my why. So okay. I mentioned earlier that when we started, I felt trapped. And it really was that. So my family live overseas. So they live in New Zealand. And with my job, I couldn't really get time off. I mean, we have PTO and things like that, but I couldn't have anybody cover me. So I couldn't actually take it. So I just couldn't really do that anymore. So it was more I was more focused on developing some active income, which was flipping as opposed to buying however many rentals I needed to actually quit my job in the first place. So I think it just boiled down to my why and, you know, why wait until I have enough rentals if I can do it.
0: So, so for you, this was a velocity thing. You wanted to, had you continued to buy rental property at some point, call it a year two years, four years, whatever it is, you would have gotten to the point where you had, the income coming in from those properties to start doing the things that you wanted to do, like travel to see your family. But because you decided that you wanted to do that today and you did not want to delay that gratification, you changed your strategy so that uh, with a flip, you can get you know more more of a return more quickly uh, theoretically. Um, and instead of waiting for that to come in on smaller chunks month by month by month so you can go and do your thing. Is that kind of a fair rehash?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And I've always been big on delayed gratification. I think that's, I've always had that in me yeah. and I just realized that, you know, I'm not going to do it for this particular season in my life for that particular purpose. I want to see my family like soon. Yeah. So, well, so,
0: so go ahead, Brandon.
2: Yeah. Oh, this Uh, Thank you. I was going to say one thing that's cool about real estate then obviously is that like you can choose the different path to get closer to your why, you know, the fact that you had a a goal, a a thing you wanted to do was get out of your job soon. I mean, some people don't want to leave their job for 20 years. Well, great. There is a great real estate strategy for you. And then some people want to quit their job yesterday. There's a great real estate strategy for you. And some 10 years from now, five years from now, like, I don't know that there's a lot of things that fire me up about real estate, but that's one of my favorite things is that you can define like, you can build your path based on where you're headed. But so many people don't know where they're headed, right? Like you knew where yes. you wanted to be. But if you ask most people in the world, like where are you headed? I don't know. I think Dancing with the Stars is on tonight, right? Like that's about as, as far as most people plan.
0: Wow, you just lost like 98% <laughs> of our audience. Sorry, the bachelor,
2: the bachelor is on tonight, you know? And you know that's as far yeah, as I'm and planning. And you just lost my the mom. Other-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I do agree. Uh, and that I think that's a lot of people ask me for advice. We actually host like a meetup group locally and things like that nice. um, that we advertise on bigger pockets. But anyway, so people ask, you know, what should I do? And I always ask, well, what do you want? And mm-hmm. sometimes they'll respond with something that's not really what they want. You know what I mean? They, they might say, I want passive income. I want financial freedom. But really, at the root of that, what is it that you actually want? You know, like for me, it was I want to see my family at least once a year. Yeah. And this got me there. So what is it
0: that you want? So how, how do we help people get there, right? I mean, a lot of people are searching for money, right? That's, oh, I'm getting into real estate because I want to make money. A lot of people work a job because I need money to survive. What you're suggesting, and by the way, I agree, is people should have a cause above and beyond just money, right? Money is is not an end. Money is a means to an end. At least I believe that, Um I, I think a, a lot of people would would concur, and pretty much all my former friends back in New York would disagree. You know, money <laughs> back back east, money's the end, right? Oh, I want to be rich. Cool, but you work, you know, eighteen hour days and uh, have no life. You're suggesting the why is the end goal, happiness? Hey, I want to travel. You know, twice a year to see family, or I want to, you know, start living my bucket list today, or 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 something to that, right?
1: Yes, definitely. I think a lot of people get stuck, and I think I did it in the in the beginning too. Kind of get stuck on like a number, maybe maybe it's like a retirement number or a net worth number, and that's good. You want to plan, you want to know that you can pay for bills and be able to live your life. But also, I think people need to spend some time to think about what. Is underlying that, you know, what is behind that number? Like, what Uh, do you want to achieve when you get that? And I think sometimes people forget that because it takes that long to get to that number.
0: For sure. For sure. So I want to just jump to something very obvious. You are uh, a a female and, and. Wow. Good job, Josh. Josh, He's pretty perceptive.
2: He's a smart guy.
0: I am smart. You know, We we try very hard to get as many female uh, investors on the show as possible because I think it's it's definitely an under called underserved demographic. I mean, our our data on Bigger Pockets shows that probably less than thirty percent of investors are are women, potentially a lot less than that. And I think that's ridiculous. So, you know, do you see any challenges? Have you had any challenges as a female investor? And if so, what have you done to overcome them?
1: Um, yes. And I just try to use it to my advantage, I guess. Nice. So in the, in the early phases, you know, I would meet with contractors and things like that. And they would say something like, Hey, did you ask your husband or, you know, do you need to talk to your husband about this? And I would just say, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah. Give me your bid and I'll just talk to my husband. And really in negotiation, like you get the overhead if you can come back later. Yeah. So I just try to use it to my advantage instead of be annoyed. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it, it seems like that, you know, of every, every time we ask that question, Brandon, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but like, it seems like that's always the the yeah. common theme is it's usually a, an issue with contractors and nothing yeah, else. Yeah. And it's, you know, just the chauvinistic uh, industry, right?
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, when you do go to like RIAs or events, it is mostly men there. So you do feel kind of out, out, I guess, if there's not any other females, but I think you just get used to it. And actually in our meetups right now, there's quite a few female investors. So I'm happy about
0: that. What would you say to all the females that are listening to the show right now uh, on who are thinking about getting started, but are intimidated? Like, oh, you know, I don't want to deal with these chauvinistic jerks and I don't want to deal with any of the drama that may come because I'm a female. How would you tell them to kind of get through that nonsense?
1: Well, how strong is your why, right? Why are you doing this? And there's gonna be people who don't like you because you're female, or because you're short, or because you're from another country, or whatever, right? Um, but you kind of just have to do it for your reasons, and eventually they'll come to respect you and realize that you know you're just, you're a person who's successful.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, don't ever let anyone get in your way. Just do what you do what you need to do to to you know. Build for your family, and and yeah, if there's people who get in the way, you, you know, move on to the next the next folks. I mean, you don't need to work with people who are going to behave that way. You don't need to deal with it. So, um, right. awesome, awesome. All right. Well, before we kind of start to move towards the next section of the show, h- how many deals have you done so far?
1: Um, actually, wrote it down. I think we've done ten flips, eleven wholesales, and those two rentals, wow. and we have five active flips right now and six more in the pipeline that we're not sure if we're going to wholesale or flip.
2: Wow. wow. How do, how, That's a that, lot of deals. That is a lot of deals, especially at one time. Like right now you're like, it seems like you've taken it up a notch this year. Does that
0: be a- And we're not, we're not like five years in either. This is year yeah. two, correct?
1: Yes. We started in December of 2015. So we're about a year and a half in.
0: Wow. So how,
2: how did you pick up your, how did you pick up the pace this year? Like, how are you doing so many right now?
1: So this year the focus has been on building a team right now in the beginning it was just me and my husband. Right. And then now we have about three people, three team members who work with us. Um, So the only reason I can sit here and talk to you guys and have five flips going is because I have a project manager who manages the projects and I have, we have marketing campaigns. So I have somebody who's answering the phones right now and I have somebody, you know, meeting sellers. Um, So that's been the focus and it we're the the machine isn't, you know, up and running and perfect yet. Sure. But we're working on it.
2: All right. So you, you mentioned marketing, so you must be doing some kind of uh lead generation. What's that look like for your business?
1: Yeah, so the end of last year we actually started some direct mail campaigns.
2: Okay. Okay. What um, are you doing? Letters, postcards? Postcards. So, postcards, okay. And uh <laughs> you're getting They're good response. They are cheaper. Yes. Like I debated between the two. I have not done postcards. I've only done letters, but, uh, cause I figure i get a better response rate with the letters, but it's way cheaper for the postcards. Uh, have you tried both or have you just gone the one?
1: Um, I think in the beginning we tried letters when we were still printing it out and okay. sending it out ourselves. Um, but the postcards were just like half the price and really the response rates were about the same, maybe just slightly less. And we found that The leads were about the same, like we'll get the same amount of appointments, let's say, compared to more calls and the same amount of appointments.
2: I see. Okay. So maybe less tire kickers, but the same number of people that are motivated are calling you. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, I think so.
2: Very cool. All right. So you're doing direct mail marketing. You now have somebody answering the phone calls, which I think is awesome. You know, like we talk about this a lot here on the show, but... There's so many things that investors should do that most of the time we don't. Like I know that I should send out a certain number of letters every month. I know I should answer all those phone calls. I should do a certain number of appointments, make a certain number of offers. But at the end of the day, I mean, The Bachelor's on TV tonight, right? So I, you know, I go and watch that, right? So the the what I'm getting at is when you have other people do those things for you, like you hire those people, it doesn't have to be a full time job. When you hire other people to do that, those things start getting done because now it's not your responsibility; it's a worker's responsibility to get it done. And I think that's when your business really begins to scale as you're seeing in your business right now.
1: Yes. And then you, now you're managing people instead of you doing it. So you can actually see it, you know, instead of being a piece on the chessboard, you can see the chessboard and see where, you know, things need to happen, what you need to pull back or what you need to put in to make everything work better.
2: I like that. Instead of being a, yeah, that's awesome. Instead of being a piece on the chessboard, you're now looking at the chessboard that you said, I like that.
0: Well, now you're the, now you're the, the human who's moving the, yeah. the pieces versus being a piece that's kind of moving. I, I love that. Yeah. I, I think that's akin to working on your business yep. instead of working in your business. Right. And, yes. and we've talked about that a lot, but I think that's a great analogy. Cool. All right. So, uh, before, before we move on here, uh, tell us, you know, let's say, you know, one of your best deals and one of your worst.
1: Wait, let's start with the worst. I think. That was my second deal where, so, oh, okay, no, that was our fourth deal actually, our second flip. So our first flip was pretty much cosmetic. So it was really easy. Our second flip, um, we decided to take down some walls and some load bar load bearing walls. And it was like a huge rehab, like we $50,000 rehab. And we hired a general contractor, it was our first time hiring a general contractor, which came from a recommendation from a friend. and. It really did not work out. The general contractor ended up I think he took fifty percent up front and it was really hard to get most of that back. He he pretty much messed up like Ugh. in the beginning. He hung cabinets with two by fours, like he put two by fours and drilled the cabinets on. Like on oh. two on two, two by weird. fours.
2: That's weird. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes. And his answer was, when I asked him about that, he said, oh, that's how we've always done it in the past 20 years. So yeah. So anyway, we, we fired him. But so I've always also, been
0: a jackass.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we fired him, but we were $20,000 in and there we are. So we pretty much had to redo a lot of the work he did. So we were, I don't know, $10,000 over budget and two months behind schedule. So I think we ended up breaking even on that one. But I I think so, so far in my real estate journey, that's been my tuition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: On that, on that
0: breaking even, I mean, you, let's, I'm not going to say you screwed up, but you know, you had all this, this, these problems, you had time delays, you had, you know, uh, manpower delays and you still ended up breaking even, which, you know, for a lot of newbies, uh, they would have been in a lot of trouble. They would have been upside down, likely, if if they didn't know how to evaluate the property, how to buy it at a reasonable enough price. And and so, kudos to you for that, right? I mean, that's that's a that's a good deal. You walk away, your hands are clean, right?
1: Right. Yes. Um. And yet, yeah, if if your first deal is a flip, I suggest this is for newbies, right? starting with a a cosmetic flip, maybe cosmetic plus a roof or cosmetic plus an HVAC. Um, But don't try to remove walls and all that kind of crazy stuff on your first one because so many things can go wrong. And this was just one example of something that did, but I also have other stories that I could share on another date. But try to start with something that's more manageable, that there won't be that many surprises. Because like Josh said, yes, you... We broke even, but you could be like, you could lose like $10,000, yeah. $20,000. Yeah.
0: I've been yeah. there. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. All right. Well, um, a couple more
2: questions for you before we move on to the fire round. First one, I like this question. I want to ask this more often. I just always forget. And I won't even define what exactly I mean by this, but I just want to know what you, what you think. I mean, what's working really well for you right now?
1: In terms of like, deal In terms of, however,
2: however you want to answer that question, what's working really well for you right now? I'll let you you decide the direction because you can take any what's, approach. Yeah, what's working great?
1: Well, um, this year I've decided to surround myself, myself with people who are either at where I want to be in the near future or are on their way to get there. And that's been great. Like in this business, I feel like it's a roller coaster and you get punched in the face so many times and you just <laughs> kind of have to get up. And it helps when you have people who are, in that phase in their business too, or have just been there to kind of talk to and say, Hey, this happened. Hey, this contractor just, or Hey, I just lost $10,000 in something. Right. And they can say that happens, you know, you learn from it. Just, this is what you can do. If they can give you advice, but really just having somebody there who who can give you some advice or even just listen to you. Like it's amazing.
2: I love it. It's great. I love it. Isn't that a cool question though? Just let people it is. leave it open and ended.
0: Uh, it <laughs> would have been cooler if somebody else asked it, but you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> all right. Why don't you ask the next question, Josh, and then we'll see how you do.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm judging you here. Well,
2: Watch me. Look at my judgy eyes right here.
0: All right. Here we go. Ready? Hold on. Let me stretch. I got all right. this. I yeah, got you got this. this. Let's see it. All right. Arianne, you ready? This yeah. is huge. Okay. <laughs> Where are you headed in the future? Where are you going? What's next? What's the plan? But because you are now obviously going and doing your thing, your why to visit your family, I'm assuming is being met. So, you know, do you just kind of go status quo so you can do that and kind of live or how do you expand the business or just kind of keep it going?
1: Yeah. so what's next is really just finding the right people for the right places in my business and just making sure we work together great. Right now we have some great people and I still need to train them a lot better I guess the thing with having a business is you fire yourselves from certain positions and then now you're elevated to something else. And that just comes with so much more learning. Like I feel like in the last year and a half, I've learned so much more about really myself than I have about other people and how usually when some things go wrong, it's really me. And it's really something that I need to change about myself so that the business can grow. So that's where I'm at right now, and I'm right now I'm growing as a business owner and a manager. And where I see myself in the future, this is something I discussed with uh, our team members and um, my husband recently. But we want to be at a place where the company can give a million dollars a year to various charities. So right now we're we're not there yet, sure. um, but that's where we want to be. So that's the big goal. And like you said, Josh, like our needs are kind of met now, right? Like really, in the beginning, when we first heard about real estate, all I wanted to do was be able to see my family. But now that needs met, so now we're hoping to give back and really just like do something for other people. Because I mean, yeah. I don't really want to be stagnant. Like if you if I'm just still, it's like, well, mm. it's kind of boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good that. why. A million bucks a year to give to charity. I love it. Yeah. And I love, I love how your why, I mean, cause
2: why's change, right? Your initial why is going to be different than what your why is five years from now, maybe, but, and that's okay. Like, but when you continually develop that why and, and work on it, like you're never going to be bored or you're never going to be, you know, uh, burned out, I guess, cause you've got something to fight for. I think that's cool.
1: Yeah. And it's like, um, when I mentioned surrounding myself with other people
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I've, I have people who are doing so much more than I am in terms of the business and I see them still striving to get better. Yep. And it's just amazing to be with people like that. And I want to be that too. So I always want to strive to be better, a better person, a better business owner, and just continue going.
2: I love Fantastic. it. I love it. Well, hey, let's shift gears now. I know we could talk forever on this stuff, but you've got, I know, a ton of experience and advice just in the last couple of years. I think it's awesome. It just goes to show like you don't have to be doing this business for 20 years before you can scale up to that point. Like you're doing this uh, and crushing it and you've been doing this for a year and a half. So anybody listening to this show that's like, I want to get out of my job in the next few years, rewind this whole episode, listen to it again. But before you do that, let's get to the rest of these questions and head over to today's Fire Round. It's
3: time for the Fire Round. <laughs> Calling all property owners and operators. Are you managing a multifamily property and looking to elevate your resident's living experience? Introducing Quantum Fiber Internet, your go-to choice for speedy internet your residents will love. The process is as seamless as Quantum Fiber service. Starting at just $50 a month, your residents can enjoy fast, reliable internet that will make them love where they live even more. Connect with your local fiber representative today. Learn more at q.com slash go big. I wonder how they got that domain. That's q.com slash go big. Limited availability. Service and rate in select locations only. Taxes and fees apply. 360 Wi-Fi and other equipment lease charges, taxes and fees are excluded from price for life offer and may be increased. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator with over $1.3 billion in transactions, delivering a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. And BAM Capital has consistently paid preferred return distributions for over 50 consecutive months, has not lost limited partners capital, and has not called capital past the subscription amount. Real estate investing is great, but for some, the tenant phone calls and clogged toilets aren't all that attractive. So how do you invest in real estate without getting your hands dirty? Invest for truly passive income with Pine Financial Group. Pine's mortgage fund offers an 8% preferred return and an attractive profit split, with 70% of profits going to the investors. You'll earn passive income by participating in lending to house flippers. And it's secure because senior lien holders, that's you, get paid first. Their rigorous underwriting process and the backing of the physical asset provide additional security in case of borrower default. Plus, by investing with Pine Financial Group, you contribute to the revitalization of communities by directing your funds from Wall Street to Main Street, supporting local economies, and generating profit simultaneously. This investment is reserved for accredited investors. But if you are not accredited, Pine Financial has options for you too. Don't miss this opportunity to back Main Street over Wall Street and start earning passive real estate income today. Learn more about investing with Pine at pinefinancialgroup.com slash BP. pinefinancialgroup.com slash BP.
2: Today's fire on these questions come direct out of the Bigger Pockets forums. They are quick questions, quick answers that we're going to fire at you. You ready? All right. Number one, I'm halfway through my college degree, but I'm no longer excited about that career. I want to get into real estate instead. Should I finish college or drop out?
1: I think I actually answered this question on the forums. Um, So what I said was, I think, so try it out first. It's the summer right now. And I think he mentioned that he wanted to try out being a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So I suggest getting your license. It doesn't really take that long and try it out either in the summer or while you're in college, because you do have some spare time in college. So see if you actually like it and then drop out. Like when I started, I still had my full-time job for the whole year. I really only stopped November of last year. So it was like a whole year of doing the real estate thing and my full-time job. And then I let the full-time job go. So try both and then do it.
0: I great love advice. Good advice. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm gonna quit because I'm gonna be yeah. a huge real estate investor. And they discover that they suck at it yeah. and they hate <laughs> it. And it's like, oh, now what? Well, I had I had this job where I was supporting myself. Now yep. now I'm in now I'm in trouble. So all right, next question. Similar, well, not similar, but uh, I'm 21 years old. Good job. You can drink, Josh. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That was a half a lifetime ago. (laughs) I'm 21 years old and having a really hard time saving money for my first deal. Living paycheck to paycheck. Any advice?
1: I would read Scott Trench's book. It's called Mm -hmm. Set for Life.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He has a lot of um, pretty good ways to save and look at your budget and things like that. Um, But I started just like you. You know, I was a broke college student with lots of student loan debt. So I suggest looking at what you're spending things on, get an extra, you know, part-time job and just start saving.
0: Love it. Awesome. And you can go to setforlifebook.com. Really? uh, Yeah.
2: Fancy. I didn't know we had that URL. Look at us.
0: Look at at that. Look at Josh spending
2: nine bucks a year on a domain. Wow. This is impressive. I can't believe they got you to do that. Wow. All right. Moving on. Setforlifebook.com. Are, are you trolling me? No, what's no, there? I'm not trolling you. Why do I put up with you? I don't, I don't know. Number three. Yeah, I, sad. <laughs> I'm moving into a new primary residence. How do I decide whether to turn my house into a rental or sell it?
1: Um, look at, I guess, the cash flow that you would generate and make sure you run the numbers as if you weren't. You know, you're not the project manager and you're allotting for all the repairs and capex and things like that. And then see if you actually will cash flow. Okay. That's the first step. And then if you will, then consider, will it be better to sell it? If you're going to get some capital gains, you might just want to use the section 1.1 exclusion. If not, then maybe keep it as a rental.
2: Cool. And that's where if you live in a house for a couple of years, you potentially, and am not giving CPA, I'm not giving tax advice, but you potentially do not have to pay taxes, capital gains on any profit you make up to what two hundred fifty thousand or five hundred thousand? If you lived in the property a couple of years, of course, talk to your CPA about that. But that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Good. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have sounded really stupid if not.
0: <laughs> All right. Number four. <laughs> I mean, that's a given. But yeah, uh, let's get a little to to the next question here, which is, I'm super introverted. Clearly. Clearly. Can I still invest in real estate?
1: Yes, I am actually super, super, super introverted. So that was the one great thing about. Bigger Pockets too. If if it didn't exist, I'm not really sure if I would have learned as much as I did in the first few months. And like I said, the first lender I used was from Bigger Pockets. Really, my first mentor was on Bigger Pockets. I learned about delayed financing on Bigger Pockets. Like you can, and Bigger Pockets gives you like a whole network there. As an introvert, like I didn't really want to just show up at a party and talk to people, but I could message people and like get to know them first before meeting them for coffee. So yes, you can, you will have to push yourself, but you're going to get better at it and just use your strengths to your advantage.
2: I love that. Use your strengths to your advantage. That like, I think that's huge. By the way, Josh, I got a new idea for a slogan.
0: I was just going to ask, what do you do when you have no strengths like Brandon?
2: (laughs) You find them, you find them, you know, all right. Bigger pockets, real estate investing for introverts right there. That is our new, our new company uh, slogan. All right. Yeah. (laughs) That was the end of the fire round. Yeah, we are. There's a lot of introverts out there. I'm actually super introverted, uh, uh, introverted as Josh Josh knows, right? You put me in a group of people.
0: A party. You have like, you know, a hundred people in the room. Brandon is easily (laughs) found hiding behind a tree or in the corner.
1: (laughs) That's hard. He stand
0: no literally right. stands right. there and it doesn't hurt that he's nine feet tall. Exactly. He literally stands there and waits for people to come to him. He will not go up and talk to random people. Mm, it's, I
2: don't, it's don't do hide it. The hide. Okay, you can come up. We'll hide in the corner. We'll have a really good conversation with like two or three people in the corner. That's where you guys okay. can find me. All right, let's move over to the last segment of the show, which we call our... Famous Four. The Famous Four. These are the... Four questions we ask every guest every week. And uh, let's see what you got to say. So, Ariane, what is your favorite real estate related book?
1: Um, there's a couple. So, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Set for Life. So, oh. read those
2: two. First time somebody's mentioned Set for Life as their favorite book, which is awesome. I'll have to
0: let yeah. Trench know. Yes, All yes right. it is. Awesome. Favorite business book, non-real estate?
1: Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Baden.
0: Ooh,
2: never so heard it of just it.
1: helps you think about your time a little bit in a perspective. Cool. Ooh, I, I like love
0: it. I love new recommendations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hobbies. What do you do for fun outside of real estate and so traveling love- to see your family, by the way?
1: Okay, so we love travel, and we're my husband and I are foodies too. So whenever we travel, we plan our route around restaurants that we like. We also like snowboarding. I'm not very good at it yet, but we're learning. And we're gamers too, so of nice. the online nerd variety. What's your favorite game? Um, right now we're playing Overwatch. Huh?
2: I've not, I've heard of it, not played it.
1: But. It's a first-person shooter.
2: Nice. I'm still nice. I'm still on first-person like GoldenEye. And 64
1: Yeah, that, that was the that last was, shooter game I
0: actually played. <laughs> was that was the I. best
2: shooter game of all oh time. Oh my God, okay, it was amazing. Just,
0: I'm, I'll I'm have to look that up.
2: Yeah, look that up. Oh, so good. Yeah, it,
0: you'll find it in the history books.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Last question for me today and last question of the famous four. What do you believe sets apart successful investors from those who give up, fail, or never get started?
1: I think just having a strong why and always going back to it. So really persistence and a strong why. Because in this business you get like I said, punched in the face a lot yep. and you really need to stand up. So go back to your why and figure out why you're doing this and stand back up.
2: Love it. Oh,
0: great. Love and it. and that explains yeah. everything. I mean, Brandon, you look the way you look because you've been in this business <laughs> for so
2: long. I've been punched <laughs> in the face so many times that uh, it shows, you know, chicks dig scars. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Arianne. Awesome. Arianne. Where can people find out more about you? How can they sync up with you?
1: Um, I'm actually always on BiggerPockets. So go to my profile there. Um, my company also has a Facebook page, facebook.com slash houses um, Yeah. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for putting all the time back and giving back to BiggerPockets. Congrats on all the success you've had so far. And we really appreciate having you on the show.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me. And again, I probably wouldn't be here without Bigger Pocket. So Well, thank thanks you. Thanks to you guys.
0: All right. All right. Take All right. care. Take care, Aaron. All right, guys. That was Ariane. Wow, great show. And that's like she just like dove in, right? And and made yeah. things happen.
2: And so many newbies, I feel like, don't do that. They like put their little pinky toe in and then they're like their foot maybe and then like wait like five years and then maybe do a little more. She's like, no, I have a very strong reason. I want to get out of my job. I want to get that done now. And she jumped in and just went. I mean, just deep into real estate. And I love that. I love wow. people that do that. So good yeah. job, Ariane. You're awesome.
0: Yeah. Well. Oh. Oh yeah. Anyway. Want me to keep going? I'm just messing with everybody. No. 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 Anyway, <laughs> great show. So guys, again. If you didn't pay attention to that segment on finding your why and yeah. you don't know your why, I really, really encourage you to do that. Um, why, Josh? Why? <laughs> why are we here? Because we're here. Roll the bones, Brandon.
2: I don't know what that means.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a lyric from Rush.
2: I don't One know what of that means.
0: Of all, you don't, don't know Rush. Who's Rush? Oh, stop.
2: You isn't seriously that like,
0: don't know Rush? It's
2: not like what you, like Rush Week at like. Fraternity, like, isn't that a thing?
0: Tom Sawyer, like Getty Lee with the super high pitch. Like, I'm a modern day warrior. No? No. Butchered it. I just <laughs> ruined one of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> you do that quite often. I, uh, yeah, saying three words. Right, I know who
2: Rush is. I've never, I could not name a single song. Even though you, you just named one, I don't, I couldn't name John it again. Tom Sawyer.
0: No. Yes. I, I know be. a
2: book called Tom Sawyer or a, a character in a book.
0: Yeah. Well, that was, that was the book titled Huckleberry Finn.
2: Wasn't there a couple ones? I'm guessing there's one called like Tom Sawyer and another one called I'm totally Finn. wrong here. So. All right, someone's got to correct us. Go on, uh, I don't know, Twitter and hit up Josh and me at and let us know. At Brandon MVP and at Jr.
0: Dorkin. Let us know. Are there, there
2: multiple Tom Sawyer books or is there just one you know, and what's it called?
0: Just it's easily go on Google and look, but you just want people to tweet you. <laughs> I want people to
2: tweet me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Let's get man. out of here. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Thank gone. you so much for listening. Bye. Show 233 of the Bigger Pockets podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, I'm Josh Dorkin. That's Brandon Turner. Peace.
2: No signing off?
0: Weird. I'm signing off.
2: You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors, large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from biggerpockets.com. Your home for real estate investing online. It's time, for. It's, time for. <laughs> it's time for It's time, it's for. time for. The random five. All right, and it's time for the random six, which used to be the random five, but now the random six. Uh, we're going to ask you some quick questions, just completely random. Number one, name a public figure that has inspired you.
1: Wow. Jose Rizal is national hero of the Philippines.
2: <laughs> I've heard the name. I don't know the story, but that's cool. I have not, but I'll cool. look it up. I'll look it up on Wikipedia later. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Can you
0: solve a Rubik's cube?
1: No, I cannot. I've tried.
0: Aww. me neither. I can't either. <laughs> I'm learning. My daughter is better than I am, but yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Do you
2: shout out the answers at the TV when you're watching a quiz show or like a game show on TV?
1: I think I do. It's been a while since I watched a game show, but I think I used to. All
0: right. I do too. All right. If you could go back in history, who would you like to meet?
1: All these history questions. So so when I lived in New Zealand, there was supposed to be this guy named Guy Fawkes who um, I think put a bunch of fireworks in the parliament or something. Yeah, they
2: made the movie V for Vendetta kind of loosely – about yeah.
1: that yeah so i would like to meet that guy he sounds pretty cool
2: the guy with the the mask <laughs> the right? mask comes through. yeah that's the guy fox mask is what v for me uses anyway good movie cool <laughs> all right good answer um next one if you could try out any job for a day what job would that be
1: huh i think i'll be a bigger pockets co-host
2: right? ah, nice oh, <laughs> look at that taking my job you know Man. what Man. There might be a job for more than a day. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better internet
1: be... connection. Yeah, you oh,
2: probably do. I, oh, burn, I'm burn, working burn, off burn. my phone today. My stupid internet went out. I don't know. Last night I was having problems, and today it's just gone. So I'm tethering on my Gosh. phone. Whatever. All, All right. right. Last question. Uh, last
0: question. Last question. Do you live by any motto or philosophy? A
1: motto. I'm not very good with words, but if there is a motto <laughs> to my existence, it's probably just keep trying.
0: Okay. I, I like think it. That's fair. I, I dig it. it. I dig it for sure. Uh, well, thank All you right, very thanks,
3: much.
1: Aaron. All right. Thanks for having me.
3: Braving the real estate investing journey on your own can be daunting. Doubts tend to creep up and stifle your ambition. Is this actually a good deal? Did you run the numbers right? What if you can't find a tenant? Can you even afford this place? What if you lose your job? Whatever you're going through, we've all been there. And guess what? The best way to overcome your doubts and hesitations is with a healthy dose of knowledge, networking, and accountability. And that's just what you'll find in our newly released 2024 Summer Boot Camps. After these eight action-packed weeks of step-by-step guidance from expert investors, weekly video modules, live Q&As, interactive assignments, and new friends to keep you accountable, you'll be ready to tackle your first or next deal with full confidence and expertise. Choose from the small multifamily, short-term rental, or rookie boot camps and register by April 12th for the lowest prices. Head on over to biggerpockets.com slash enrollme today. That's biggerpockets.com slash enrollme.